Hey, thought I would check in with the podcast. It's been a couple weeks, and, uh, you know, Snow's still on her world tour, or whatever she's doing out there. You know, she's out in the Caribbean, stuff like that. You know, look at places to go. If and when this, uh, you know, all of a sudden implodes, as the world implodes around us, and she's looking to escape. Um, but I think I figured it out. You haven't heard from Tom Brady either, have you? You know, who knows where Tom is and Snow? What I think would be, you know, great for the podcast is if Snow and Tom had hooked up and now they're secretly dating and they're trying to keep it on down low, not like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and whatever's going on there. You know, I just wish I would be let known what is going on. So, you know, because that would be good for this podcast to promote that. You know, I know Snow wasn't a Tom Brady fan at first, but, you know, she's a 49ers fan. He was a 49ers fan. You know, so who knows (laughs) what's going on there. But Snow will be back in a few weeks, and we will get this podcast back on track and stuff like that. So I wanted to check in, tell you what's been going on for the last few weeks and stuff like that. Um, guys, as far as football, dude, my Patriots, um, I don't know. It's been a long time since we've been this bad. I'm still a believer in Belichick. I think we're going to turn around. I don't know. Um, lost the Raiders today. Had a chance to win for the first time in weeks where we were actually competitive. And uh, it all fell apart. Now the Niners lost too. Eagles lost. The Bills are losing right now. Now, so football's all wacky. Uh, as far as the football pool, I was catching up to snow. Now we're kind of just maintained that, you know, depending on what happens in the next couple of nights. Um, God, it sucks when your team is, like, <laughs> eliminated this early. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to process it. It's been a long time since this has happened. But if Snow and Brady have, have you know, some kind of romance going on, uh, you know, hey, come on, let us know. To promote the podcast, huge numbers here. Uh, so last week uh, I didn't do the podcast. I was at the Aftershock Festival up in uh, Sacramento, and I'd gone two years ago with my friends and my kid, and it's a great time. You know, um, it went from three days. Now it's four days, and the four-day thing seems to be a bit too much, though. Hundreds of bands, a lot of walking, you know, a lot of hydration. I learned that from the last time, is you have to hydrate a lot better. Um, And we did that on the first and second day. Um, And my uh, kid got to see his favorite band, Avenged Sevenfold, um, you know, cross it off his bucket list and stuff like that. So that was awesome for that. And a couple days earlier, we had seen the Foo Fighters, which right now is my current favorite band. And uh, that was awesome that my kid got to experience the Foo Fighters, you know, in the span of, you know, that 48 hours. He saw my favorite band, his favorite band. And the next night, um, it was uh, Limp Bizkit, which was, dude, 
phenomenal. Just, I think they get a bad rap. Um, because Fred Durst was kind of a douche back in the, uh, back in the Limp Biscuit days, TRL days, and stuff like that. I remember, uh, <laughs> I was in, uh, New York City once and going, walking through Times Square. I went past the, the uh, the TRL building where, um, they, they, you know, the MTV build, MTV, whatever, the MTV studio where they filmed TRL and they looked over Times Square and all the fans stood out front. And I was like looking for a restroom and I turned this corner and I'm like, okay, I'll go into this building here. And there was no security. And I walked up to the second floor and nobody stopped me. And Fred Durst walked out and this is back in the red Yankees cap backwards days. Fred Durst walked out of this dressing room and into the TRL studio. And I could see the TRL studio. I'm going, how did I get here? And then I just went back out to the street and, you know, looked up and, you know, could see the whole TRL thing going on, you know. But Limp Bizkit was great. And um, he has adopted this thing where he takes an, a different personality every concert. And for Sacramento, he came out as this um, cowboy um, looking like George Strait or something like that. And brilliant, awesome. He played the part good. Such a great performance. And then Godsmack played. And um, phenomenal. It was my 36th time seeing them. My sixth time for my son. Seeing Godsmack. On the third day, it was Korn, a band called Fever 333, um, which was, they were great too. Oh, yeah, on the second day, I think it was Skillet. Skillet played. And, um, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and um, so Skillet had dedicated a song to, their fa- to a fan that was supposed to attend that had breast cancer, but she couldn't attend because she was feeling sick, so they filmed a video, um, and I haven't seen it on their social media yet, but they dedicated the song to her, and they had 50,000 people you know, wish her luck in um, her. So, yeah, fuck cancer and all that. So, yeah, three days of, of you know, aftershock and stuff like that. Um, but then, unfortunately, on the uh, fourth day and the last day when it was supposed to be Guns N' Roses headlining and um, some other bands we wanted to see, Daughtry, um, and a couple others that, um, Colin had woke up sick and coughing, coughing throughout the night and stuff like that. And so unfortunately we missed the last day, which bummer, you know, I'm, uh, you know, tell you the truth, these tickets cost a lot of money and, um, you know, between the hotel and the car and everything else, you know, car rental and hotel, and he couldn't make it. And um, our hotel was about 20 miles away from where the concert was. So obviously, as dad, I can't leave him alone, you know. So I stayed with him, you know, and he was bummed out, obviously, you know, missing the last day. And I was bummed out, too. Missed uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Guns N' Roses. Um, so... 
we just hung out at the hotel the last day and um, <laughs> watched the Patriots lose pathetically to the Saints, get shut out, and, uh, you know, watch the NASCAR race and stuff like that. Um, so uh, that kind of, you know, took away our attitude over the last day. So we fly out on Monday morning. And, um, you know, we're kind of bummed that we had missed the last day. So, we get to, uh, the airport, um, turn the car in, and, um, the the thing to say about Sacramento is I'd got an electric vehicle as a car rental for, and whatever is going on in Sacramento, California, you know, I mean, not to turn this into a political, whatever, but electric cars were cheaper than, you know, gas cars, and the car was cool, <laughs> but they're doing construction on the highways out there, so I had been uh, on on the Saturday night before we couldn't miss, uh, you know, Sunday, you know, I had charged a car, and this particular car, a Chevy Volt, it takes a long time to charge. And I didn't realize that. So I had thought I had enough charge, you know, to go 70-something miles, and the concert was 20 miles away. But the thing was, there's a timer on it. So the timer is, like, ticking down, and we get stuck in traffic on the way back because they're doing road construction. And at first, it's kind of like, okay, well, you have 70 miles to go, but you have 38 minutes. Oh, fine, that's plenty, you know, to go 20 miles. But then you get stuck in traffic for a while, and then it got to be like, you have 30 minutes to go, but 40 minutes you have 30 miles to go, but 40 minutes of a charge, but you're stuck in traffic. So it became, it became this thing where the, the time was running out. Like I would have less time going on than I had mileage to get back. So I'm like shutting off the AC. I shut off the radio and stuff like that. And Collins is thankfully asleep. So I'm like starting to panic. I'm like going, Oh, I'm about eight minutes short of getting back to the hotel. Need to say, it, it worked out at the end. But, I, I, you know, the electric car thing, you know, I'm not quite sold on after that experience because I'm like, going, these things take 12 hours to charge. But the, the car was cool as hell. You know, all, you know, all the technology and stuff like that. Other than that, it was cool. So we get to the airport the next day and uh, bummed that we had missed Guns N' Roses, I Prevail, Daughtry, and Bad Flower, the other bands that we had wanted to see. Um, and um, I do realize, given world events going on right now, that the TSA is under pressure and stuff like that. But I've never had an experience with TSA like I had in Sacramento. Again, um, flying out, um, 
a Vegas to Sacramento. TSA is just like, just leave your laptop in your backpack, put it through, through the security, go through. And I've flown, I've flown dozens and dozens of times all across the country and stuff like that. I know how it works. Flawless getting through security. And coming back though, it was like, okay, we'll take your laptop out of your backpack, which, okay, I get it. I've done that before too. Um, Again, you're trying to rush because there's a long line to get through. So I accidentally put both laptops into one bin. No, no. And the TSA agent corrected me. You know, no, they go in separate bins. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. You know, and it's embarrassing and stuff like that. But Colin, um, who's autistic, was struggling to get his stuff out of the backpack. So... And again, I'm trying to rush, you know what I mean? And you have that kind of stress going on. So I'm like, no, 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 you know, just just get the back guy. And he's like pulling out his charging cords and separating them. I'm like, no, no, just, 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 just laptop, put it in here, take, you know, take your shoes off, you know, do all this stuff. And the guy's like, hurry up, keep the line moving. And I'm just like, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I apologize. And hurry up. Keep line moving. And so, okay, 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 got it, got it, got it. And the people in front of me, nobody was pushing their bins and, um, you know, stuff through, through the scanner. And so as he was panic, as he was, you know, yelling at me, I was kind of like, just kind of panicking, like, okay, okay, I keep line moving. He goes, you gotta keep the line moving. And so I step back, I'm like, at the third time, I was kind of like, what do you want from me? Which I kind of raised my voice a little bit, which is you, not what you do to a TSA agent, you know, because they have all the signs, you know, do not abuse the TSA agents. You know, we will not tolerate that. You will get arrested. I immediately, I, you know, I had snapped because he had yelled at me like two or three times within 30 seconds. And I was, he could see I was struggling. And so... Colin had pushed that through, and the TSA goes, see, he gets it. And I just looked at this guy with, like, a death stare. You know, I'm kind of like, come on, man. I mean, that's not cool. It's just not cool that if you're that person in some sort of position of authority to treat people like that, when you could see they were struggling and you could see they were stressed out, and so on the other end, you know, we get through the scanner process and then you put, you know, you're, you're putting your wallet back in and, you know, you're putting your laptop back in the backpack and um, all that other shit. Um, and then the the person on the other end is just like, hurry up, go get dressed over there. And which is stressing Colin out, you know, because Colin's autistic and stuff like that. And he could see that. He's feeding off my vibes. You can see that I was stressed out by it, you know, and it was just the worst experience ever. It makes me just not want to go back to this festival that I've gone to twice. That I've had a great time at both times other than missing the last day, you know, and I think just people could do better, you know, and um, whatever is going on um, with whoever that person is and what was going on in his life and why he was stressed out and why he felt the need to take it on me, you know, 
it, it's just not cool. And so it turns out, you know, Colin was sick. And then when I get back, then I'm feeling sick. I'm like, oh, shit, what is this, COVID? Because COVID's going back in. You know, no matter what what you think about COVID. Um, but it is coming around again. I think it's something we're just going to have to deal with, live forever. Um, the singer for Avenged Sevenfold had gotten sick after Aftershock and had canceled next concert. So, I mean, it's a real thing. Um, Colin texted, tested negative for COVID after we had gone back. We still don't like shit. But then I feel like shit. So, uh, I missed half a day at work on the second day after I was back. And still not quite up to it. Um, so, just regaining the process is after that. And then... Uh, on Friday night, I was supposed to see Shine Down and Papa Roach, and um, the night before, I was like, "Nah, there's no way I'm gonna make it." But the day of, I was kind of like, "Okay, well, I feel good enough." And so, Colin's not feeling good. I invited um, one of my friends, Susie, from Vegas, to go with me, and my friend Heather, who um, does the Message and Mess podcast. Um. It, uh, was supposed to go too, and um, you know Heather, she's doing a great job on a podcast. Check it out on the Message in the Mist. All your podcast platforms that are out there, go check it out. She does a great job. She's done a couple um, episodes with her husband over the last couple of weeks, which are great. Check her out; it's awesome. But you know Heather and I bonded over um, Shine Down over the last 10 years or so, however long I've known her, because um, the positive messages in their music. Um, so Heather, unfortunately, didn't get to make it because she had messed up the night. Um, it was Friday night. She thought it was Saturday night. And so she she realized it when I texted her, you know, hey, where are you at? And she said, uh... I thought it was tomorrow. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll send this message to Heather. I have done that. I have done that. Uh, it was early this year that I went to go see Muse. And I was going to take my kids up to a weekend to go see Muse. And it was when the Super Mario movie came out. We're going to see the Super Mario movie, the IMAX. And after that, we're going to go to the Music Muse show. It's going to be a phenomenal weekend. And I get up. And we go see the movie, and I go to check the tickets for the Muse show, and I'm like going, oh, that's next weekend. Next weekend. And I had already booked a hotel. So we just enjoyed the weekend. We went to go see the Super Mario movie, which was good, and then we uh, went up and saw the Muse show the next weekend. So it all worked out fine in the end on it. Um, but check out Heather. Uh, I, I think uh, and when... Snow gets back in three weeks. I think I'll have Heather on the podcast. Maybe we'll do something together, you know, and you'll get to know her more because she's a great person. And, uh, you know, you'll enjoy her podcast if you like our podcast. Um, God, just so much news in the world um, going on. Uh I just want to say this about the whole situation in Israel and Palestine is um, I feel compassion 
for both sides, and that's just saying that the people, not not Hamas, not the terrorists, because that's just just evil in the world. Um, but the innocent people of um, Israel and the children, the civilians, and the civilians in Palestine that are affected by this. It's a horrible situation, something that's been going on for years and years. And um, I think that we tend to make stuff up and a lot of hate about political ideology and religion and stuff like that when in the end we're all the same. We're just people just trying to get through life. And um, it's horrific. I've avoided, for the most part, seeing what's in the news um, and the images of what's happening to the children there cause, just because I don't want to see it. I don't want to deal with it. Um, you know, uh, but just saying that, I also feel empathy for the Palestinian people you know, I don't think that that should be take away from anything from making that sound anti-Semitic. That I don't feel for what's going on with the Jewish people in Israel. Also, it's horrible. And um, I'll play you a couple things here. You know, from the Shine Down concert, which sometimes music can just be really therapeutic and when you go to a show you're with thousands of people and it doesn't matter what your religion is it doesn't matter what your beliefs are and if you're left or right who you support you know red tie blue tie um, it doesn't matter you're all there the same and you're all have experiencing this thing in the moment of just enjoying the music and stuff like that. And Shine Down and Papa Roach, you know, two bands I've followed for years and years and years. Um, God, Shine Down. Shine Down was a band that uh, their first single came out, Fly From the Inside. I mean, it was on the radio for like a week, and they had come to Manchester, New Hampshire, and they were um, local radio station. I had them play at the bar I hung out with, you know, the, just the everyday cheers type tavern, you know, where everybody knows your name, stuff like that. And I just learned about these guys and they played this place. I want to see them. And there's maybe 20 people there, 20 people. Now in Vegas, they played the MGM Grand Arena. There's 10,000 people there. Okay. But 20 years ago, they were at this small place I hung out in. And if it wasn't the bar that I attended each week, I would have never have gone. But afterwards, they were great. They, they played that song 45, which you probably know. That I, the first time I heard it was that night at that bar. And afterwards, the band, Brent Smith, came up and they were hanging at the table with me. You know, they gave me a copy of their CD and... and gave me some guitar picks and we just hung out we had a great time talked to these guys for like an hour just a great bunch of guys all the success that they have had 
and to see them at the level that they're at now is just incredible. Um, Papa Roach opened. Papa Roach also has an amazing message too. Um, so I, I will play play a couple clips here, but um, you know, again, I was with Papa Roach very early on. Went to go see him at Ozfest, opening up for other bands and stuff like that. And I remember like when their second album came out. I was living in um, Manchester, New Hampshire, and I drove down to Saugus, and they were playing at this bar in Saugus, a special Christmas show for radio station WAF, the only station that really rocks in Boston that's no longer there. And um, there, there was just virtually nobody showed up because there was a snowstorm, and I had braved the snowstorm to go see this show. So at the end... Um, uh, Jacoby goes to stage dive on stage right, but the spotlight's in his eyes, and he doesn't see that there's nobody there. So he stage dives, and I end up catching him, you know, before he face plants, and, you know. And he's a bigger, much bigger guy than I am. I catch him underneath the arm, and it's just like, dude, thanks, dude, you know, because we both went backwards, you know, when I caught him, but I stopped him from face planting. So I have a great history with both of those bands and stuff like that. So, here, let me uh, pull up a couple clips the other night. All right, so we'll start off with Jacoby from Papa Roach. This is what he had said. And I just think that is just such a great message that um, that they have, you know. Um, anyway, it was just just a great therapeutic time at that concert. And uh, one more second here. Let me pull up the second one. And here's the second.
How awesome is that? It, just the power of music to help us get through what is going on in the world. You know, just a really great moment. God, and we never even got to uh, Tupac. They arrested who shot Tupac, murdered Tupac, God, in 1996. Okay? Almost... 30 years later that we got who shot Tupac. God. And then comes out that Jada Pinko Smith used to uh, date Tupac. Who knew? And that she had been separated from Will Smith since 2016. Which, what was that whole stunt about? <laughs> you know, with uh, Chris Rock at, at the Oscar Awards. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this celebrity shit, but in the end, uh, none of that fucking matters. Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift and Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith, Chris Rock, none of this shit matters in the end. A um, couple last shout outs. It's hard doing these things by yourself. That's why I respect Heather. You know, because she can, <laughs> she can do this. It sounds flawless on her podcast when she does this. I kind of struggle sitting here. The what the fuck do I talk about? What am I going to say? Um, Suzanne Summers passed away, and uh, you know, fuck cancer. It's a uh, breast cancer awareness month. Um, you know, catch it early, and just cancer just fucks with so many people, and. Hopefully with science we can find a cure sometime soon and just end what this horrible disease does to families and the people that care for them. And, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, my age, you know, Suzanne Summers, you know, one of my first crushes. So, recipe Suzanne Summers and a uh, another get well to Anthony Cumia from the Opie and Anthony show, the former Opie and Anthony show. Um, he had some health issues with his heart. I wish you were your best, Anthony. You were a big inspiration for me to do this podcast and why I want to um, put my voice out there. And it's just another example where Anthony and I don't necessarily agree politically, but I wish him the best. And if it wasn't for him and Opie, Howard Stern and such, I would never have done this. That was my inspiration to why I want to put my voice out there. And I never followed my dreams. 
and um, together Opie and Anthony reached the pinnacle of greatness and it unfortunately fell apart but eternally thankful for all the great memories and laughs that those two guys had given me over the years because other music you have laughter you have comedians stuff like that and just things to take you away escape your life and just lose yourself in the moment and New England Patriots for years years winning you know I mean it just takes you out of the how the fuck am I going to get through tomorrow and stuff like that and through music laughter movies and sports you know don't say those things are not important because they are you know, yeah, the real heroes are teachers, firefighters, first responders, policemen, and all that. Yeah, those are the real heroes. But don't diminish what everything else that these other people provide for you to get through the mundane every part of life can do for you. You know, and they're great people. So get well, Anthony. I'm rooting for you. Can't wait to, uh, to hear you again. And uh, we'll keep this going. And Snow will be back in a few weeks. And I'll have to figure out what the hell am I going to do on this podcast to talk about. I think I'll figure it out. But uh, until next time, bye, y'all.